Hey guys! Welcome back to another episode of the Turn 1 Scoop. I'm one of your hosts, Pablo, and I don't know, Michelle's over there somewhere, still in the darkness, but she's she's a little different today. What, what, what's going on, Michelle? Well, I am currently at the end of the world, staring out at a blade on, looking at absolutely nothing, just... It's just empty, Pablo. Please come get me. Okay, I'm, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm uh, revving up my uh, my uh, Toyota. <laughs> What's, it called? What's the van that they have? Toyota. I'm revving up my Sienna. I, I, I'm revving up my sh uh, Toyota Sienna, and I'm like, I'm driving over. Uh, is there any Man, clue the other than? The world, Pablo. <laughs> Bro, I don't know. Everything is destroyed. Okay. I There's Jesus Christ. Nothing left. I have like is dead. Uh, is <laughs> this is a rough clue? Is it terramorphic expanse? I don't know what the fuck well, this is it's, supposed to be. It's it's not a land. <laughs> uh, okay, a little bit more of a clue here. It's not a land. It's 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 guard. <laughs> a card oh. that is related to to what we're talking about today. Okay, no, no, that's all you needed to tell me. Yeah. Is it Armageddon? Yeah. Ah. <laughs> Because there are no lands today, Pablo. Oh, snap. So are we finally doing our mass land destruction guide today? No, actually, uh, a little <laughs> bit, a little bit, <laughs> a little bit less specific. Today, we are talking about the social contract of EDH. Uh, uh, in other words, it's EDH etiquette, at least in casual EDH. I see. That's good. That's good. That's cool. I was I was ready with all my stone rains and sinkholes. I was just all right, man. Today we're gonna talk about this archetype, but I'm glad we're doing the opposite. <laughs> look, look, look. We can talk about that archetype some other time in much more detail. No, we won't. Uh, that was me oh. being a joker. I like. I there's no fucking way we're gonna do an episode on mass land destruction. Well, why not, Pablo? <laughs> God damn. <laughs> but that sounds like that'd be such a fun time. Yeah, today's episode brought to you by Sinkhole. Tap two black. It'll be fine. No one will hate you. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, today we're talking about, uh, you know, the things that you should and potentially shouldn't do just in a regular casual EDH game. Okay, cool. I mean, I feel like there's there's a lot to talk about especially with a social contract because the thing is it's different with every meta but mm. with the advent of how uh, popular edh has gotten and how um public facing it is as far as uh, wizards of the coast dude uh slight slight uh media update as of this moment Wizards of the Coast has announced, so as of this moment, um, May 16th, 2021, last, mm -hmm. this last week or the, the week before, Wizards of the Coast has actually said it was going to revamp and tear down uh, most of its MPL league or its like organized standard play. Dude, uh -huh. legit, legit. There is only EDH now. Oh, dude. Bro, EDH has done it. <laughs> EDH. This, <laughs> this seems like a little bit of a landmark here, Pablo. 
Yeah, dude. Uh, we should talk to our friend uh, Trent, who plays a lot of standard, to see how he feels about oh, EDH. Yeah, he like only plays standard. Yeah, he's Jupiter's uh, legacying, just just Kronos <laughs> eating all of the gods other than uh, EDH. Um, so yes, uh, now that EDH is the most forward-facing public media blasted format of uh wizards of the coast especially with the upcoming game nights post malone episode Mm -hmm. more and more people are standardizing the way uh edh is being played all around the globe so talking about the social contract is actually very very pertinent and yes yes it is well trent if you're listening to the podcast tell us how much uh how you feel about this this you know with your dead here. fucking formats. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. The toxicity. <laughs> it's why I just, you know what? Hopefully he listens. I'm pretty sure he listens to, to at least some of this. So it's like, okay, well, whatever. Just just, just, just tell us. Just tell us how, how you feel about it, okay? Mm. Alright. Well, uh, as we all already know, EDH is more of a social game, at least in casual, right? And so uh, there are certain things that are kind of looked down upon. Uh, in terms of uh, types of decks you play, types of cards you play, things you do, and stuff like that. Uh, and speaking of, you know, our Armageddon a little bit earlier, Pablo, what's uh, what's the first thing on our list today? Oh, snap. Getting right into it. I like it. Uh, other than that yeah. whole fucking interlude about the news reports of Standard. I mean, me. <laughs> it's Getting right into I it, guess. I said. <laughs> Getting right into it, I said. <laughs> Relating to our clue and relating to everything we were talking about, the first big topic is mass land destruction. Not single land destruction. That's its own little thing, but mass land destruction. Yes. So, typically, touching lands in general is a big no-no, but, you know, sometimes you get a situation where someone plays something crazy, like a guy's cradle, and you're like, okay, well, we'd have to get rid of this absolutely immediately. And so, single land removal uh, is fine, but... If you're doing mass land removal, chances are a lot of people are just going to really hate you. Uh, mostly for the reason that it, it kind of just resets the whole game. Chances are the game's been going on for a hot minute. It's already a long game. And uh, getting rid of all the land just makes the game even longer because people have to build from the ground up once again. Right. And uh, here's the thing about mass land destructions. There are two... Uh, mana points where land destruction happens. One is you have your white mass land destruction in Armageddon, which is four mana cost. And then you have red's mass land destruction, which is like six to nine mana cost. Basically, Mm -hmm. if you Armageddon, if you white land destruction, it's so early in the game, and you basically wiped out everybody's lands that they kept from their first seven, because most people usually keep the three lands and the seven, right? That's what they're looking for. Every draw afterwards is going to be super fucking painful because they're now just hoping to top deck lands. That sucks so much. Oh, God. Now, uh, I guess before we... Sorry, we probably should have said that, you know, a lot of these are pretty much subjective and it does depend on the meta. So if your meta is totally cool with mass land destruction or anything else that we're going to be talking about later, uh, fine. It is what it is. (laughs) Yeah, you masochists. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, I would say the only time that mass land destruction is okay 
is if you have a way to win the game very soon after. Mm-hmm. Fair, fair, fair. Um, just gonna just gonna go right a little bit back for the red part too, because the white part is uh, if you do white land destruction, you start too early, and then like people uh, are yeah. pissed because they can't like they have to top deck lands, which is a bad place to be. If you do the red la land destruction, you're like six turns in, and then you do your mass land destruction. Uh, people are just mad because you reset the game like really far back. But you know that's 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 always trying to get back at. Uh, we can back to Michelle's uh, point. Oh, I've I've said my point. Just just make sure just make sure you have a way to win nearly immediately. I mean, like if you can find a way to get rid of everybody else's lands and not yours, then then I don't know. I guess it's cool. You can keep playing the game and hopefully take everybody out. Otherwise, it'll just be like another long game, potentially dragged out to another three or four hours. Yeah, you might as well start a second game if you uh, mass land destruction or MLD. Yeah. Uh, well, it's easier to just say MLD. If you MLD by, like, turn three or four. The second... So, Michelle actually brought up a good point. Usually, mass land destruction is okay if you can take advantage of it. This happens the most with uh, Avacyn decks. Basically, Avacyn, yeah. the Archangel, she comes out. Uh, she makes all of your permanents indestructible. Yes. So, when you have something like that and you Armageddon, I mean, technically, everybody else can, like try to fight you with your if you have avison out then you probably have like eight or nine <laughs> lands <laughs> left over like there's not really much yeah. they can do to fight against you um they can try maybe they'll maybe they'll get somewhere but most of the time when avison plays her armageddon uh everybody else in the table scoops other than that i can't really think of any other commander like that takes advantage of mass land destruction that yeah. well yeah I mean, she seems like she was almost kind of built for it. So, I mean, kudos to you if you managed to do it. But uh, in, in either situation, kind of like how we talked about in the Arch Enemy episode, if you do uh, happen to do mass land destruction, uh, you might get Arch Enemy if the game continues or if you play, you know, a new game with the same deck. They'll remember. Keep okay. going, Pablo. <laughs> oh, so I was going to say, like, yeah, this is, again, one of those things where, like, um, it's an arch enemying for future games. This game, I don't know if if you didn't have Avison out, then absolutely they're gonna fucking arch enemy you. But if uh, you did have Avison out, then in, in further games they'll arch enemy you after you beat them this once. These be them toxic plays, okay? But just just overall, most people just don't like mass land destruction. Uh, so I guess avoid playing them unless your metas are cool with it. Yeah, like there's there's not really much to talk about uh, other mm -hmm. than what we were saying. There's mana break points for land destruction. We can tell you why it's a why it's a bad thing, and that's about it. Like, <laughs> just don't do it. Just don't do it. Yeah, I mean we've already kind of explained why it's a bad thing, so it's fine. Yeah. Uh, pretty similar to, uh, you know, getting rid of all the lands and resources is denying players of their resources. So. Uh, you find that a lot of things have kind of the same thing in common, which is just don't drag out the game, you know? Don't stop people from playing. Uh, I guess in in short-term TLDR, don't play stacks. Yes. Uh, I don't think we're going to spend too much time on this one either, just like the mass line. Basically, mm -hmm. we have a couple of things here that we'll say, uh, that we'll point out that we've already covered in the past, and we'll just like skip right on it. Just keep it in mind whenever you're playing a game that this is sort of part of the social contract that you're playing. Mm. Uh, yes, like Michelle said, stacks 
is one of those social contract things. If you are playing a stacks deck, the social contract dictates, as, as, as far as playing right now is concerned, that you tell people that you're playing a stacks deck. If yes. it's Derivy or something, like people can kind of like, okay, yeah, all right, stacks deck. If it's Grand Ar- Arbiter Augustine, they're like, okay, yeah, fine, fucking stacks. If it's like just any other commander, but you secretly made it stacks, you are supposed to tell people you are playing stacks. That is the social contract when it comes to playing a stacks deck. Yes, absolutely. And and with all of these things too, it just just ask for permission and uh, just just tell people what kind of deck you're playing if you're playing some of these decks that we're we're going to be listing off later on as well. It's just 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 ask, okay? <laughs> yeah, dude. Like if you if you roll up with your um Niv Mizzet deck, say for example, and you say, "Okay, well, let's play." Like people come in having some sort of expectation, and then you start uh, dropping stasises. Like that's when people will get mad at you for breaking the social contract. Like they they look at Niv Mizzet, they go, "Okay, combo," and then you pop out stacks. That's when it's like, "Hey, dude, that's not really cool." Yeah, and, and a lot of people. Well, I, I I don't actually have any basis for this, but at least in our home, we play maybe once or twice like uh, a night because games usually take a long time as it is. Mm-hmm. And people are coming into these games wanting to play for fun. And so if they don't know they're coming in and they're playing against the stacks deck and they don't get to play, it's it's just not fun. Yeah, so there we go. Uh, stacks deck. They're, I mean, people aren't going to be happy about seeing them, but it's only breaking the social contract when you're, like, trying to be sneaky about stacks. So don't do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, that's, <laughs> that's stuff about your play before the game. We can talk about play during the game now. Uh, another thing that I guess uh, just has to be taken into consideration is uh, dirtling without getting anywhere. Dirtling is... This is a little bit tougher because this is a social contract thing, but it depends so much on your meta. Mm-hmm. Like, I suppose the the gene- I would I would say how much time you spend on your turn would be about ten minutes is when I would put a it's ceiling on it. Kind of a long turn, yeah. Yeah, like anything past ten minutes, that's dependent on your meta already. Like. If you're if you are at a store, like I would say that ten minutes is like or at a store with randos, that's where you where, that's where you like try to cap yourself. So this is more for uh, super friends decks and storm decks because mm-hmm. if you're either of those two archetypes, you kind of take a long time, dude. Yeah, and, and so with those kind of decks, it's best to already know what you're doing with the deck, and that way you understand um, that this effect does this, and this effect does that, so you take as least time as possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, practice your lines. Um, yes. Not just for being in the high school musical. <laughs> practice your <laughs> lines for your lines of play. This is mostly something that people in uh, CEDH do, but you know, if you if you know you're going to be playing a storm deck, do that at home. The mm-hmm. the the um the planeswalker deck, uh, the, the planeswalker archetype, excuse me, unfortunately can't do this as well <laughs> because Cause, cause it's just a little bit more random. <laughs> yeah, like you don't know which planeswalkers you're getting at a time, but if you're playing a storm deck, you can sort of like figure out. 
if I have these three cards in my hand, this is a storm turn, so you can you can practice that at home. Uh, Planeswalker decks, you just I, I don't know, dude. Just just learn good. how to ta turn dice faster. <laughs> good. <laughs> have good spin luck. downs for everything. Have spin downs for everything. That's how you. <laughs> no, no. You know <laughs> what you do, do Pablo. You you? Rem you memorize every single Planeswalker you have in this deck. And then you memorize every single thing that this, these planeswalkers can do, and you uh, you memorize every single combo that goes on, and that way it's like, oh boy, <laughs> dang, <laughs> so, so easy, so <laughs> simple, easy peasy. <laughs> well, <laughs> just just get better, forehead. <laughs> I'm just I'm just joking around, but like I know. <laughs> uh, apart from from fucking around with well, what what is it, Super Friends and Storm, mm -hmm. uh, other little things that that are just a little bit annoying are things like uh, you know you haven't really thinking you haven't really thought out your turn or anything, and so mm -hmm. say for instance you're sacking a fetch land, but you have like no idea what you want to get, and it's like huh what 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 am I getting here? And you're just kind of shuffling through, and it's like hmm should I get yeah. this or should I get this? Or with tutors where you play a tutor but you have no idea what you want to tutor and it's like all right let oh, me just look oh, through every single worst. card oh my, my god tutoring for something <laughs> you don't know is the worst i mean like sometimes it does happen because sometimes you just it's like oh god uh it, you know if assuming you're in a situation where you don't really know the deck too much it might be a little new but apart from that it's kind of like Please think ahead uh, of your turn, uh, and hopefully by by then you won't take nearly as long. Yes. Oh, uh, one one more thing about this, by the way. If you are a graveyard recursion deck, like there's a little bit of leeway when it's the tutor thing, because like you can't really look through your deck while you're thinking about it. But if you are mm -hmm. a Golgari or mono black or whatever recursion deck, that is probably one of the biggest dirtle points ever, because like. You have it available for you. You can look. Everybody like already knows that that's the archetype you can you're you're gonna do. Like at least, like think about it. You're, it's fine for you to think about it if you're doing a recursion deck. Like it, tighten up, tighten up. Basically, tighten up. Mhm. Mm but that's Dirtlin. Uh, just don't take too long, I guess. Yep. Fair, fair, fair. Okay. What's next? All right, so we've kind of talked about this one a little bit in the Arch Enemy episode, but obviously when you're playing an EDH game in a pod or with your friends or with strangers or whatever, just uh, pay attention to the game, you know? Try not to look at your phone too, too much and uh, kind of miss some beats here, right? And so when you're constantly asking, oh, what does this do? Or, oh, what's going on? Because you've either just stopped looking or just don't pay attention it's like it, it just gets kind of irritating mm -hmm. uh, especially when uh, you know a threat comes on the board you're not paying attention but maybe you're the only one who can deal with the threat and so you're kind of like what should i do with this and you don't you don't do anything because you didn't you didn't realize that this crazy thing just came out okay yeah. <laughs> missing priorities and missing triggers like and then when you go back and say like oh i missed a trigger like oh my sometimes you miss your uh ristic studies trigger like no, come on dude nobody want nobody come on come on bro come on <laughs> pay attention to the game so um one thing i didn't i do notice about this if you're a millennial or younger the looking at the phone thing 
is a little bit more uh, something that the younger you are, the more sympathetic everybody as the table is 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 okay mm-hmm. with. If you look at your phone two or three minutes, or like flick through Twitter or something while you're waiting for your turn. If you're doing quick looks, quick looks are fine. If you're younger, <laughs> boomers, <laughs> like it's it's, it's weird, Jesus. man. Because even in D and D and D play and like board game play, like I, I play with uh, 40, 50 year old, sixty year old sometimes, uh, or mm-hmm. they would be sixty year olds by now. Um, you know, COVID, etc. They would they would absolutely hate you just for like having a text message go through on your phone. They're, they're, you're not even looking at your phone and they're like, oh my god, oh, a text! Oh, that's distracting! And it's like, you know... Um, you're breaking the immersion! <laughs> I know, I know. Um, not, to, not, to, not to, like, call out folks who didn't grow up with uh, that kind of technology more, but they do have a, uh, a short a shorter patience for that kind of thing than Mm -hmm. the younger generation so you know like if you're if you're in a pod with all zoomers like i think it's okay a little bit to look at your phone but the more mature the play group gets the the better it is that you like are actually paying attention because these are also the people who know the game so well they're so in practice that when somebody else isn't as playing as tightly as them they sort of get a little annoyed no matter how friendly they are because like i'm Dude, I'm I'm a friendly. I'm the friendliest Kimmy. <laughs> but if you do miss your heuristic or more uh, heuristic study trigger, I, I I get a little ticked. Yeah, uh, and in terms of like asking what certain cards do and stuff, if you're a new player and you're not really too sure what's going on, uh, then then that's that's uh, a little bit more understandable because you're new, you know. Mm-hmm. It's it's when you are purposefully not. Uh, paying attention that's when uh, you're breaking the social contract Mm -hmm. Uh, but also if you have to leave the table try not to leave for too long Uh, and before you leave the table maybe tell you know kind of let the table know ahead of time it's like oh i gotta go to the restroom or let me grab this real quick you know so one nice thing that you can do i don't know if it's it's still cool to do so because (laughs) mtg online is dying that fucking dinosaur is dying (laughs) dying dying kill it kill it with standard kill it with mlp i'm I'm sorry i'm sorry so um uh one thing that people used to do if they were going to go away for a while and it's a casual game by the way not not too competitive Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. that they would get like a blank index card or like a land or something and just uh, sharpie the the letters and number f6 on it that's the shortcut in uh magic online that shows that you have no responses to anything uh if you click the f6 key it'll just cycle through all your priorities and if you put an f6 card down that means that like nothing you nothing that is happening on the board is anything that you can react to so if you're going to go to the bathroom put an f6 card down if you know that nothing's going to happen or you know etc etc like i think that the, the worst not not that anybody can really help it is if you have to go to the bathroom but you have a lot of responses in hand so you yeah. have to actually say hey guys can we pause <laughs> the game for a second i need to go to the bathroom or whatever so you know just just make sure that you know if you're taking a, a step out like what kind of step out it is if mm-hmm. if it's an f6 step out make sure people know if it's a, i have a shitload of removal in hand 
I mean, it's but a little I gotta rough. take a pee pee, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but you still gotta let them know. So just let people know. Communication, communication. Yeah, I feel like this is a lot less scary if you're playing in a group of friends because it's like, hey, friends, I gotta pee real quick. Let me be back. <laughs> or, or you cannot give a shit because they're already your friends, and it's like, uh, whatever, assholes. I don't give a shit about any of y'all's opinions. Later. <laughs> Oh God! I mean, sure. Obviously, <laughs> that's my. You're stuck I guess. with me forever, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, that's enough of that. Okay. <laughs> Just move on. Okay, so uh, something that we also kind of touched up on on the Arch Enemy episode here is don't be a poopy sore loser, right? And so. You know, don't don't complain too much when it's not too much of a big deal, right? And so if you get like one little tiny thing removed and you're like, What the fuck? Blah, 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 blah. Me 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 for, for a good majority of the game it's kinda like, Okay, please, please be more mature about this, okay? But also, you know, throwing the game for something that you might not particularly like, but is not like throwing the game worthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's just be more mature about these things, you know. Just the, don't be a sore loser. <laughs> the worst thing that you can do as a as a loser is, well, I mean, sometimes it's warranted. Now, now, now let me be frank. There are sometimes uh-huh. when a, a somebody who's winning, uh, they need to be, you know, brought down a little is warranted when you know, say they bring like a CEDH deck to a, a casual table. Yes. But the worst thing you can do when you lose is say something like. Yeah, I could have won, but blah. Or, yeah, I, you didn't really win. I kind of just lost. Like, taking oh, away I, from somebody yeah. else's win is, like, one of the most asshole things to do. Like, mm-hmm. if, if there's no reason to, by the way. Um, like, it's, it's okay to say, damn, if only I drew this next island. Like, you know, you're at the end of the game, you're, like, peeking at the top of your decks. Oh, man, I could have had you with this island or whatever. But it's another thing if you go at the end of the game and go, like, you know, if I just played my Harmonize, do these three cards, and then played my Staff of Domination, and then also played my Finhorn Elves and Wirewood Symbiote, you wouldn't have won. I would have won. Like, come the fuck on, dude. Yeah, I mean, this also just kind of falls in the line of just regular, real-life social contract stuff, right? Or social construct stuff. Just just, just don't be a little little douche about these things. Yeah, dude, like, and if your mom wore a condom, you wouldn't <laughs> be around either, right? So, like, I'm... <laughs> oh, Jesus <laughs> What? <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, we're, we're just getting to the point where don't take away uh, from somebody else's win. <laughs> God. I'm keeping yes. that in. Do you think I should? I should yeah. keep that in. Right? That's, <laughs> not, fine, bad. It's That's fine, not bad. That's not bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't um, know. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, like uh, just, just, uh, just don't take uh, away from somebody's win if if you're feeling salty. If you're feeling salty, man, like you know, just just yeah. talk to other people, but don't bash somebody who won just because they won. Yeah, it's okay to feel salty. I feel like uh, you know, magic in general is a very salt-inducing game, and salt does happen quite often. But uh, just just be classy about it. You know what? You know the classiest way to do this, by the way, if you're feeling salty, and I I, I completely 100% advocate this. Uh, go online, go to a forum, and bash the shit out of that deck, 
<laughs> or the, just don't do any specifics, by the way. You keep yourself anonymous, keep the other players anonymous, but bash the fuck. That's healthy. That's this. That's the. That's the 2021 version of writing a letter to your enemy and never sending it. Be oh, like, okay. God damn it, Xenoghost is such a fucking stupid easy mode autopilot deck. You just gotta put in like fucking pump spells and then like do that, man. I'm there for it. Turn your poison into panacea. It's okay. Just you know, like remember, this is a exercise for you to get this shit yeah. out. Don't 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 go on like trying to hurt somebody. Yeah, you're, you're curing yourself. You're curing yourself by like getting all the salt out. <laughs> or if you're me, maybe treat yourself a little bit after. <laughs> Sleep it off or something. I don't know. <laughs> Eat a big old <laughs> banana split. <laughs> <laughs> Eat you some good old snacks. Maybe watch something nice and chill <laughs> to take your mind off of the anger. Yeah, <laughs> the rage. Okay. So that's that's being. Uh, don't be a sore loser. Don't take away from your friends' win, etc. Et yeah. Uh, the no, next one. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's move on to the next one. I have a little bit. Okay. I have a little bit of a... This is a little insider baseball, everybody. I'm looking at uh, Michelle's show notes. She's actually the writer of our episodes now, more often than not, so kudos Uh, to her. Um, I'm looking at the show notes right now. This is the one that she didn't capitalize all the letters of. The next one that we're talking about, she capitalized all the letters of. No, dude. No. Absolutely fucking not. This is the topic that should have been in 15-point font, bolded, underlined, um, red-fonted, and italicized with a billion quotation marks or whatever. Like, this is the absolute (laughs) only thing that you... Like, the the reason why we call this a contract. The only thing that you have to do in EDH... Have I uh, hammered this point in yet? The thing that I'm about to talk to is the only goddamn thing you don't do in EDH, or at least when you're playing the game. You can be, like, the saltiest motherfucker in the world. You can take 20-minute turns. You can be on your phone for the entirety of the game, even on your own goddamn turn. You can do all that shit. You don't do this thing. This is true. Now, the things that are on our list that we've listed so far and that we continue to list are not in any specific order, but this is, you know, Pablo has already kind of like, you know, uh, enamored the, 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 hammered the nail on the, the butt of the thingamadooger, but this is the most important one. You, and we already talked about this in the uh, Arc Enemy episode, but like we'll, we'll expound on it again today. You don't break promises in EDH. Do not break a deal that you've made in EDH. You do not fucking break promises in EDH. You do not break promises in EDH. You don't. Do you, Michelle? No. no. Now, see, the reason why this wasn't <laughs> this wasn't capitalized because, you know, uh, the few times that I've had promises broken, I look back on and I just kind of laugh at them because it's kind of funny. <laughs> because nowadays, you know, our, our meta does, does, does keep this rule. Don't break the promises or don't make promises that you don't intend to keep, yeah. right? But, uh, you know, thinking, thinking uh, I guess, for this episode, very important that you do not break a promise because... Uh, every game from then on out, people are not going to be able to trust you to do anything. Oathbreaker! It's the Oathbreaker! The Oathbreaker! (laughs) Oathbreaker! (laughs) Alright. 
Okay, now that we got the memes out of the way, I guess mm-hmm. more specifically, don't make a promise with the explicit reasoning in your head that you're going to break it. And don't make promises or deals and do any sort of like confirmation. So there's two ways this goes around that people will absolutely hate you for. If you say it's a promise or you shake hands or say it's a deal and or you like pinky promise or something. And then if you break that kind of promise, mm-hmm. dude, wow. That's not EDH. Like, you can you can be vague, or you can go, like, maybe I won't attack you, or, like, you can be suggestive, you can do all these, like, other psycho- uh, psychological bullshit tactics, mm-hmm. right? That's as fine. As long as you don't make the promise, then fine, do all these things. But yeah, if you, you make the promise, you have to follow through with it. Uh, again, very important that EDH is, once again, a social game. Yeah. Uh, and typically not a game unless you're in CDH to be played super duper duper seriously, okay? Mm-hmm. You're trying to have fun. And it's 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 like, I don't know, dude, uh, Monopoly or something. You don't you don't go around just saying, like, I'm going to give you $500 for Park Place if you do blah, 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 and then you just don't do it. Because, like, in other games, that's basically you getting disqualified or whatever. There's not that much here in Magic because it was a one-on-one game, etc., where... Richard Garfield didn't really think about these kinds of things because it would never really come up, but uh, Magic has evolved. It is no longer a uh, two-player standard format game. It's about... (laughs) Trent, Trent, don't tear your eyeballs out, man. (laughs) The uh, second thing about don't breaking promises is you can bend promises and you can just stick to the letter of the promise. You don't have to stick to the spirit of the promise. So there are ways that you can wiggle your way mm-hmm. in deals, etc. But it's wiggle. It's not breaks. Don't so break you these. Can, being sneaky, uh, while it can annoy some people, you're technically not breaking the promise, so it's, it's fine. Probably... You know, the other players probably should have been a little bit more careful about, like, the specific wording uh, of what you said. But uh, as long as you're not breaking any contracts, then then people won't hate you. There are some small exceptions that depends on your meta. I, I know that one uh, common... Excuse me. Uh, one common um, exception to this rule is for a game-winning play. Like a protected game-winning play where you know that you will... There is no more turn after this. A lot of tables, not all, not all. This is... I'm just I'm just saying. Very like, dependent on your meta. Very dependent on your meta. If you do a I win play, even if there are promises on the table, some metas will allow that. It's just like, well, okay, that's that's fine. That's one thing. The second thing where some promises are allowed to be broken are when when uh, promises are forgotten or when like the communication isn't like that great. Like maybe you'll have to bring in a, a third friend to to arbitrate or whatever. But like sometimes there's just a you know mis, mis- communica- miscommunication. Like bring in a fucking lawyer, bro. Yeah, judge, judge. <laughs> um, so yeah, so those are like the two caveats where where. I mean, it's still not really good to break a promise, dude. Like, if you go to the command zone at a Magic Fest, or uh, which uh, a command zone in the Magic Fest is a special play area where people actually pay uh, an additional fee on their um, 
passes to play EDH at. So, you know, just, just giving that a little bit of context. You you don't want to go to a command zone or a a local game shop and just go around breaking promises left and right. Because, like, yeah, for sure, you uh, might win that game then, and it might not affect you for the rest of the night. But this is something that, honestly, some people have gotten banned at for uh, stores. So, like... Mm-hmm. Just, just don't do it, dude. Just, just keep your promises. Don't make the promise if you're not gonna be able to keep it. Just don't. Just don't. It's that easy. Yeah. The well, this one is very serious. Uh, well, I don't. We don't really see this as much of a problem in our meta anymore. And so, like the few times that it has happened, now we look back very funny as a meme. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like. there this is a very well documented thing too. By the way, like um, I don't usually hard name drop any um any uh, youtube creators etc etc like i'm usually very vague like oh this the uh, youtube community for like i don't usually name drop specific content creators but Mm. the uh professor from talarian has spoken numerous times about the effects of breaking promises and like the repercussion in edh of just not being a uh, somebody who can be trustworthy like yeah people come in on edh with this as the social expectation that you don't break promises you don't try to take advantage of people because that's what this sort of uh boils down to you took advantage of somebody it's one thing if you're d- doing it competitively it's another thing if you are doing this to a friend yeah, I mean, it's not just the professor. I mean, like, a bunch of other big um, magic YouTubers have also just very much so said this point as well. So, yeah. uh, very important. Yeah, well, I, I only brought up the professor because he's the one that, like, has had emotional anguish for it. Ah. So, like, well, not not really emotional anguish, but it did prompt him to have a lot of soul-searching. He shifted his the way he thought about magic completely after the way he broke a promise to a friend and how that friend oh, reacted like i see you know you don't you don't want to lose friends over a game you know what i mean yeah that is true so remember kiddos keep your promises we're gonna take you back all the way to when you were a kid and you learned how to make promises and uh, to never break them yeah dude where is your bond man unless okay Unless you're you're in a meta where everybody breaks their promises, and so, they're yeah. cool with it. And they're cool with it. <laughs> yeah, like like go ahead, dude. Y'all can shoot yourselves in the foot, foot all day. Like that's that's fine. I guess if that's how you want to play fucking magic, then do it. But otherwise, don't you ever fucking break a promise before you did. <laughs> yes, I feel like we've uh we've kind of nailed that point uh, across pretty pretty harshly. Yeah, that. that point will never be nailed enough but um we've nailed it enough for this episode it's it's absolutely coming back in future episodes but for today we're gonna let it rest oh, are we on bullying now right bullying <laughs> bad okay here's the next one bullying <laughs> jump right into it hell yeah bullying is very bad and you should not bully people (laughs) well i guess specifically uh if we're going into more specific examples here right and so you know when you're playing an edh game uh it's fine if one person is getting really strong and you gotta take them down a little bit of a peg right but uh 
for example, things that, that are bad, bad, bad is if, you know, you play Decimate, the card that gets rid of a bunch of shit, right? And you target it all at one person specifically for typically no reason. And you bring them down so far that they just can't catch up. And it's like, but why did you do that? <laughs> but why? Yeah, this is a little me. bit this is a little bit rougher um, with the because like you know sometimes you just can hate somebody, but well, this is more along the lines of you don't at least in the early game like in the late game like almost everything goes in the early game if somebody is behind don't mess don't with them too them much mm-hmm. like if if they're missing most of the time this is if they're missing land drops or if they're mm-hmm. uh, mana flooded you just just kind of leave them alone just just leave them alone Un- unless you know for a fact that there's a strong deck or it's a deck that doesn't need to worry too much about their curve mm-hmm. yeah like if, if if you see that the uh the rakdos deck there we go uh, well maybe not michelle <laughs> maybe michelle will still like bully the fuck out of them anyway if you see that the rakdos deck is missing land drops and has no ramp um you know cut them some slack maybe a little bit uh it's around usually turn five and six when people start needing to cut people off Mm -hmm. um the first four turns is is sort of build up like that's that's like a soft social contract rule is the first four turns nothing really should be happening so you shouldn't be bullying people uh, in the early game yeah a lot of these things are just kind of like uh, just don't be a dick about this and, and bullying is very much so like man that that was a really big dick move my guy not big dick in a good way big dick in a bad way yeah uh, this is this is very different than arch enemying by the way because like arch enemying it's the whole p- thing is like you deserve <laughs> you deserve yeah, it <laughs> chances are you did something that people really hated or you got really strong with bullying it's like well he's already weak but yeah. we're just gonna hit him anyway and it's like ow Hold him down. Yeah. <laughs> God. Um, and, and it just makes the game not a, not not very fun for the one person who is getting bullied, you know. And and they might have uh, some some bad feelings about it out of the game. And it's like you you don't want to make people actually feel bad outside of the game, yo. Come on. <laughs> right. So just again, this is just mostly about uh, people who've already been been hit a lot. Like you mm-hmm. don't you don't keep doing a full swing at one person again and again or whatever like unless you really have a reason or you 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 make it apparent that there is something going on oh man uh uh, why why do you keep attacking me dude why do you keep removing my creatures because you're playing an alicia that smiles at deck death and i know that if i leave any creature that you know can be unblocked you're gonna you're gonna start just like recurring everything or a yuriko mm-hmm. deck or something like there's it's different when you can explain it it's different when you're like oh man why do you keep hitting my uh kinian Kin- well kinian actually i would i would beat the shit out of kinian <laughs> <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know dude my marholt l's dragon deck why do you keep why do you keep attacking my marholt l's dragon i just built a rampage deck and you don't have a good answer like you know, uh, then like then you're um, a bully. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people's answers who do like people who do do this are kind of like, well, they're not playing anything. Might as well get rid of them, uh, get them out of the game so that the rest of the people can play. And I'm like, I mean, that's kind of cutthroat, but 
Big sad. Uh, did you say big sad? Yes. Oh, okay. That's what I, said. Th- I thought you said that being said. I was like, okay. Oh, I big sad. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, I was waiting. I was like, all right, that being said. That, no, no. What are you saying, Michelle? Nothing, Paul. <laughs> I'm no, just no. very sad at like... <laughs> Bullies. This whole topic, okay. <laughs> okay. Bullying is bad, and it feels bad. And uh, you should feel bad if you do it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm heavy from TF2. <laughs> All right. Moving on to the next topic. Uh, I, I think bullying is, is pretty self-explanatory. Don't hit people yeah. when they're down. That's, that's basically mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you are hitting them, have a reason to. The mm-hmm. next one, I think, is all Michelle. All Michelle, because she was bullied the one time, and now she's always going to hate it forever. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know if I was bullied. Uh, well, okay, well, I guess before I start talking about it. So, uh, another kind of deck archetype that people tend to hate uh, to see at an EDH table, so therefore maybe not play it as much, is playing Chaos decks. Yes. Uh, um, so, so, to be specific, it's not so much the uh, archetype, but... This is a little bit like mass land destruction. What people actually hate are Scrambleverse and Warp World. Mm-hmm. Like this is a little weird specific thing, and it, like it's 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 kind of rough to say that like to say that this is the part of the social contract was like no, dude. Like it, it's not so much playing chaos. It's it's Scrambleverse and Warp World. That's what we're actually talking about. <laughs> um, those two fucking specific ass cards. Uh, they they have a little caveat on social contract right there. Yeah, and a lot of the the bad feels comes from just the total loss of agency that you have over your own deck when yeah, these cards yeah. get played. It's kind of like, well, <laughs> I don't, I can't do it. <laughs> like my my nice cards are potentially just gonna be like elsewhere, and I can't use them. And it's like, but 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 why? So the reason why this is a bad, uh, not not a bad social contract, like this is a good social contract thing, is almost never. Do you have a follow up to Scrambleverse or Warp World? You just you just don't fucking have one. Who what 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 kind of follow up do you it's 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 like mass land destruction where you like you destroy everything but you don't have a fucking follow up. You can't have a follow up for either of these things. Like You just you just slow down the game for no goddamn reason. Uh, okay, all right. Caveats, caveats, pun caveats. I suppose you can make a warp world deck you can like if you have like an 8000 IQ you can you probably have a, a way to build it where once you reach like 12 permanents if you warp world you know you will always get your combo in so that okay fine there's I, one I way don't... to play warp world and if you're playing scrambleverse i guess that's fine uh, if you have a blim deck i don't even know how you would be able to get your combo pieces out with either of these cards, Pablo. I know. This is, I'm, I'm saying, like, these are the most extreme. These are like, holy shit, this will happen one in a thousand games where if you play these two cards, you'll win or whatever. Like, like this is me going like, goddamn, let me pull out my telescope. What, what are they playing on Mars? What's the Mars <laughs> rover playing over there? Is he winning with his his Scrambleverse deck? That's how far away this fucking case is. There are cases where playing these two goddamn specific cards will do something. You are never going to come across it. If you play these fucking shits, people will know that you're doing it for 
I mean, like, okay, if it's if if you're playing a chaos deck, then fine, whatever. Like, but if you're playing these cards in like non not <laughs> not those decks, <laughs> like, that's like, that's breaking the, the social contract, man. <laughs> it's like, but why? <laughs> this doesn't work with anything. I mean, like, it's like you said earlier, right? Apart from the uh, the mental anguish of the loss of agency of all your cards, mm-hmm. it, it it just drags out the game because the amount of time it takes for you to just flip these coins or roll these dice to delegate where things are going it's like Mm -hmm. what this could take easily like up to half an hour okay Mm -hmm. yeah just just don't waste time people's time is precious time is money friend as the goblins say don't do it dude yeah just don't michael michael jordan come in stop it get help (laughs) i mean uh, i guess to answer the 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 whole thing at the very beginning right uh it's not that chaos decks specifically make me angry it's usually the people who are playing chaos decks embody a certain energy that makes me very angry (laughs) yeah um but the two cards that we were talking about like it doesn't matter how nice you are like or how good of a player how 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 socially timmy you are um if 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 you pl- if you play those there's like come on what the fuck are you doing <laughs> there's no follow up to this no no way <laughs> will anyone have a follow up to this <laughs> it's like you just played it for the lol random yeah <laughs> actually it's even worse if you're somebody who doesn't embody that chaotic spirit cuz like what Cause... the fuck are you doing <laughs> you know better <laughs> but why <laughs> But I mean, yeah, just just uh, unless your meta is totally cool, then once again, just try to avoid playing. Uh, I guess specifically Scrambleverse and and Warp World. Mm-hmm. Yep, there we go. <laughs> Uh, you, <laughs> yes. you, you can do the you can introduce the next one. I think this one is the one I I hate uh, as opposed to like um, <laughs> the general feeling of the of the rest of the commander community. Oh oh really? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so when you're playing EDH, you want to play to win, uh, and so this means that you know you, you don't want to make plays that obviously don't make sense. So you know don't don't board wipe if there's nothing to board wipe or don't counter a card that makes no sense to counter mm-hmm. or uh, playing a group hug deck with no win con or playing any deck with no win con uh, for yeah. that matter. Yeah. Oh, um, to, to, to be fair, excuse me. Not that I don't, uh, not that I think that I'm the only one who, who, who considers play to win a, a social contract. Everybody should consider that a part of the social contract. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was talking about the group hug with no win con because some people like that. I, I, <laughs> this I is most true. certainly do not. <laughs> I've never come across a group hug deck like ever, so I have no experience with this, and so therefore I have no like malice towards it. But Pablo, tell tell me of of your experience. Um, Pablo. <laughs> so there, are, there are two big group hug decks. Uh, three, I guess, if you're gonna count Kenrith um, or Quain, or well, I mean, like whatever. The 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 the, the two most common ones are. Uh, with no win con, by the way, are Feldegriff and Kineos and Tiro of Melodis. Those are the uh, biggest group hug decks. They're also kind of the most obvious I have no win con uh, group hug decks. They... Yes. They're the kind of decks <laughs> that will make a game last for four hours with nothing happening. So there's two ways that this will happen. If they are a forced group hug deck, 
they will mm -hmm. make you keep playing. People can't oh. lose life. People keep having their graveyards shuffled into their library so they can't deck out people like it's it's the worst this is the, the same like fucking scramble verse or warp world like you just can't do anything that you want oh. the second part of it is the feel bads group hug deck where the group hug uh player is making somebody else win for free like oh okay so that's annoying that's so really those, annoying those are what break the social contract if you are playing a group hug deck. If you're playing a group hug deck and you want to stay within the confines of the social contract, this is, again, very specific. This is a specific case. Like, this is section A12B. If we're, you know, like, if, if the social <laughs> contract were a real thing, this is, like, such, like, a small subsection. If you play a group hug deck, group hug equally, which is impossible because some people are just going to take advantage. That's why it's such a hard thing to do. Just don't fucking do it because like nobody can ever ever take advantage of it equally, right? Excuse me. Mm -hmm. I'm getting mad again. Bring it's it okay, down. Pablo. It's okay, Pablo. Bring it down. So if you're playing a group hug deck <laughs> and you want to stay within the social contract, group hug everyone equally, even though that's an impossible <laughs> thing, or, or make sure that you are group hugging without making the game run long like that's that's it just don't just do that. that's that's it for that's it for that we can go uh, on to the, <laughs> the regular parts of, of, well, of no win con i i would add also if you're playing a group hug deck uh i wouldn't mind if someone was playing a group hug deck that had a sneaky way for them to win because it's like okay fine yeah, you, I know. That, that's okay. You, 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 you can win, you know. Yeah, just, just, put, just put win con. Just put a win con in there. Dude, I uh, don't even care if it's like <laughs> a, approach of the second sun. Just have fucking something. <laughs> but uh, I mean, this this also kind of drags out the game. So a lot of these um, points here just don't drag out the game, and you'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, oh. But also it is oh sorry. Oh, I, I was gonna say so. Like that's that's the extreme case of play the win where you don't ever had the intention to win at all the other case for play the win is the the dude that could have won at any second and is just like just fucking around like you know that he's already tutored uh, yeah. up like all of the win pieces or whatever yep. or there's already the one win on board and they're just like huh yes everything has infect and they have flying and unblockable and they're all pumped to 20 and they are hex proof and indestructible and they all have haste. I pass turn. But why? Fuck that guy. Fuck but why? That you could have. You could have. You could have ended this game. <laughs> like we could have gone on the game. A pointless that's game. What, that, that's what gets to me, man. Like I, I love magic so much. I just want to have more games. And why the fuck are you dragging this out? Now it's gonna be like a weird two and a half hour game, and we won't be able to get to a game too. Like that's 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 what really bothers me about breaking the social contract. It's like yeah. You, you lessen the amount of time that we can all be enjoying uh, and seeing new things happening. Like, come on, dude. Yeah, so along with, you know, making group hug decks with no one con, just, just don't make plays that just obviously don't make sense. Like with the infect big dick play and mm. you just pass turn, you mm. know? Yeah, just, just, just have a game plan, man. It's okay to make a mistake, by the way. Like, 
it's okay for you to like board wipe thinking that you have something that you know you you have a like heroic intervention and be like haha i will board wipe and heroic intervention and then nobody will have creatures but me and then somebody counterspells your heroic intervention or something i don't know why they wouldn't just counterspell your board wipe to begin with but um like that's a mistake that's not you like slowing down the game or not playing the win like that's fine it's it's mm-hmm. when this other shit that we were talking about is happening that's when you're breaking the social contract yeah i feel like it also just kind of breaks the spirit of it too it's like but but why are you playing like a poopy loser mm-hmm. Fair. yep 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 that mm-hmm. is exactly it again now, we, we like we were saying at the beginning of the fucking episode just don't fucking waste time dude yeah that's essentially a, a lot of these <laughs> a lot of these topics here just don't waste time you should be fine now, along with not wasting time, uh, and I guess not being a general douche, uh, also don't don't be lying, okay? Don't you don't want to lie about the power level of your deck going into a game, uh, especially if it's a table of just you know super casual kind of friendly guys or girls, guys and gals, and you bring out. You know, I guess we'll use Derby because Derby is like something I know uh, a Derby deck, and you tell them, oh, it's just. It's just bird tribal. It's never fucking bird tribal. God damn it, am I It's never goddamn bird tribal. It doesn't matter how many birds are in this. It's never bird tribal. It's never bird tribal. <laughs> well, that was my point here, okay? Uh, don't, come, don't come into a table and lie about what your deck does. Do not lie about your power level because then you are ruining everybody else's game because they were expecting something and they they get something else, especially if you tell them otherwise because then you're just lying and lying is just bad. Bad in general. Just don't lie. We're going we're gonna to make t-shirts when we're big enough and one of our t-shirts or playmats is gonna just say it's never fucking bird tribal <laughs> it's goddamn never fucking bird tribal it's never fucking bird tribal i can i can attest to this i have attempted this and very quickly threw it out of the gutter okay uh by uh like expectations just need to be set ahead of time uh this is one of these things that are kind of uh once again, a social construct, uh, just in IRL in the real world, right? Just don't, don't lie about what your deck does because then people will hate you as a person. Okay? Yeah. The, the, this is one of the softer rules of. Uh, God, I'm still on that bird tribal shit. <laughs> this is one yes. of the softer uh, social contract rules because it, it, it compounds. It's one of those things where if you keep doing it, like people will just stop playing with you. So. Um, it's not gonna, it's not gonna bite you in the ass directly, but it compounds. Don't do it. Just don't lie. It's bad. It's bad. bad and it just makes bad. you a bad person, you know? Bad people lie. Yep. Okay. Now, the next one is a very concrete one. It's not as bad as, um, <laughs> <laughs> it's not about, uh, it's not, it's not as bad as, um, uh, breaking a deal or breaking a promise, but it is one of the, like, hard and fast, uh, almost universally agreed upon social contract thing. Yeah. Don't spite scoop. Yeah. Don't. I mean, okay, man. It's it's in it's in the rules of magic that you can scoop at any time for any reason at any point of the game, whatever, right? But like, mm-hmm. don't scoop to king make. Don't scoop. Well, I mean, you can't. Again, this is rough because like this is one of those. Here's the written rules. Here's 
dumb bullshit EDH made up Social rules. Social like, contract they'll, rules. They'll always sometimes con- well, not always. They'll sometimes conflict, and this is one of those um, because it's more than one person that you're fighting against. Scooping is just here. If you want a soft guide for scooping, don't scoop before turn four. Try not to scoop at instant speed. Only scoop at sorcery speed is what I like to say. Yeah, like the, out of those two, it's the scooping at uh, sorcery speed that's important. Well, actually, no. Even I, I, I would even say like the 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 uh, the don't scoop before turn four is 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 kind of almost equally as as important. It's just people people are here to play a game at least tend to have a game. Turn 4 is when, if you're super mana screwed, people will understand if you just like, guys, I have not had any mana since turn whatever, like, I, I just can't do it anymore. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna bounce. Like, that. people will understand that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, uh, and, and besides, that's like something that um, that's something that has a definite stopping point. Scooping at instant speed is one of those things where, like, it can happen at any point of the game, and nobody wants to have that hanging on top of their head right like yeah. uh man I, I i'm gonna play this card but shit what if what if sensitive mcgee over there is gonna just instant scoop like always because because <laughs> you know oh no kitchen thinks i'm gonna get out it's combo time i don't want to be here comboed out dudes i'm scooping y'all like <laughs> or or what what makes me really infuriated is is um when uh, you're attacking someone directly, right? And and maybe it's a killing hit, but then they're like, "Nope, I insta scoop, so you can't kill me." Yeah, that's that's already like filling Ugh. into this uh, store loser spot, dude. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's also just just immature uh, to insta scoop out of spite. To it, it's we're all adults here, hopefully. And if you're not, then then you know. You got a little Maybe bit more leeway. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit more leeway, but it, it's a good opportunity to teach them youngins the uh, etiquette of EDH. Okay, so um, if you're scooping, scoop at sorcery speed only, and like after turn four. Yeah, that that's that's like the most like basic you can get. Um, don't scoop if you know that the other person needs you to do their win con off of like. I mean, I know it hurts a little bit to, like, okay, I'm going to do this um, Chandra's Ignition with the um, Darksteel Colossus that I stole off of somebody. And then, oh, I scoop so you don't have my Darksteel Colossus. Like, c- come on, dude. Don't don't fucking don't do be, that. Like, that's, that's, don't be that petty, my guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there we go. Uh, pretty easy rule. It's nice because it's very concrete, too. It's not like the other ones that we were talking about, like <laughs> lying about your power level or playing the win. Or, no, dude, just just don't fucking scoop too early. Don't fucking scoop when uh, somebody's about to win off of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, this next one is, is a fun time here. Uh, usually in an EDH deck, you have three to five board wipes yeah. uh, in cases where you have to neutralize everything on the field because it's getting too kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's totally cool. Uh, however, if you have a deck that's running like 15 board wipe or a recurrable board wipe that you can just keep recurring at any time to keep resetting the uh, table, maybe, maybe don't. <laughs> 
Yeah, uh, this is again one of the softer social contract rules. It's just it's just a dick thing to do. Like, 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 stop. Stop. And once just again, stop, dude. Just stop. it slows down games. Uh, it forces people to keep rebuilding. Yeah. And it's just not fun if you know that you can rebuild, but some guy has recurrable board wipe and they can just board wipe again. Yeah. You know? it, it's like, what commanders can you possibly like have that that do anything? You have Avison and you have Gerard. I guess I guess if you have those two, uh, those two commanders in your command zone, I can sort of like, all right, fine. I guess you have like fifteen board wipes. It's it, it makes sense in your goddamn deck. I mean, it makes sense, but it's like playing stacks or playing you know mass land destruction. It's like you can play it, but should you? <laughs> it's 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 just it's just a dick thing, dude. Just it's just. I'm a gonna dick thing. I'm gonna put Moldrotha on there with recurrable recursion as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Moldrotha, Marin, and Gitrog Monster, and Golgari, basically, because they can recur Murder Girl, they can recur Pernicious Deed, and they can recur, um, the fuck, what's, what's that, what's that, Toll of War or something like, but basically, mm -hmm. Golgari is very, very guilty of this, because they can just keep bringing those things back, and nobody wants to, like, I like Massacre Girl, not not Murder Girl. I like Massacre Girl. She's super fucking cool. I do not like seeing her seven times in the game. Yeah, um, and again, slowing down the game is never a good thing, uh, especially since EDH games go on for so long. And so, if you have multiple board wipes and the table is totally cool with it, or maybe the table, the meta in the group is, I don't know, uh, very creature light? Mm -hmm. Okay. Go ahead. But otherwise, very similar to stacks or chaos or any of these other archetypes and stuff, just be careful when playing them. Mm, yep, yep, yep. That was softer than scooping, but also as quickly to put to bed because you know just 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 don't do it. <laughs> we can we can move on to the next one. What, what's our next one? <laughs> Which is another soft one. Combos. So combo decks in themselves are fine. It's just uh, you know when you're doing very easy, quick two card combos or infinite combos where it gets mm -hmm. kind of like oh, you know this this is kind of like a really abrupt end to everything. This is kind of the opposite, um, actually, to dragging out games too long, and this is cutting games down way too short. Yeah, this is, this, I, I suppose this would, if, again, if we were looking at the actual social contract, I'm here with my <laughs> physical social contract document, Michelle, this falls under <laughs> the subsection of Rule Zero Conversations pregame. Um, if you have a Kiki-Jiki, Splinter Twin, Infinite combo that's just two cards, it's polite, it's part of the social contract, more of a social expectation, but honestly it should be part of the social contract, to tell people that you have dramatic uh, reversal scepter combo, uh, that you have the kiki-jiki combo, that you have these these two, uh, like Bomberman combo, tell people that you have that, so people mm -hmm. kind of know this is something that, like, some people actually, some players actually legit just outside of their game go, like, I don't like playing with these, hopefully, uh, and, and it can be vocal about it, too. So, so just 
just try to be conscientious about that kind of stuff. I, I'm not saying that it's you have to tell everybody every single card in your deck or that it, it, it just even depends on your meta, like these two-card combos. But uh-huh. the, I would say the three biggest ones are Kiki-Jiki, uh, Pestermite, Splinter Twin. So mm-hmm. that's one. That's a two-card infinite combo that everybody hates. Isochron Scepter Dramatic Reversal. Yes. Um, Untaps all mana, the time. Mm-hmm. Infinite untaps. Uh, blood Bond. Yep. Sacred uh, Sanguine uh, Bond, Sacred Blood. Like mm-hmm. those are the game ruiner combos because there's nothing anybody can do against those. Uh yeah. Uh, if you're going to play them again. Uh, at the very least, if you don't want to reveal <laughs> what the combo is, tell the group that you have a two-card combo. Mm-hmm. Um, you can reveal them if if you want to be like you know a cooler guy, but uh, obviously you don't necessarily have to reveal everything. But yeah. at the very least, say something. Say something about it, and and people know what to expect. Or at least they know that. It, it it's it sort of falls under the bullying thing. Like the the thing about combo decks is it's very easy for people to forget about you, or think that you're behind and not like fuck with you. But that's not something that they should be doing. That's like very misleading. Mm-hmm. So just saying that you have a combo, a two card, important, very important that you have a two card combo in your deck, is good enough. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, that being said, you know, long combos where you have to set up multiple um, pieces on the board where people can kind of see coming ahead of time and deal with it, those combos are fine. Yeah, like four-card uh, combos, cool. Yeah, if, if players did not deal with any of these cards that have come out, then it's kind of on them that they got comboed with a long combo. <laughs> <laughs> Caveat. Combo wins are... Uh, I don't know if if they would be on the social contract if it wasn't for the fact that people bitch about these <laughs> the, the hardest out of like out of all the other things I, like, <laughs> like I think the I only noticed. one that people bitch about more than this is um, is breaking promises. That's like mm-hmm. you know absolute the one of the biggest things that people bitch about and stacks. Everything yep. else that we've talked about and everything that we're going to be talking about afterwards, they do not get as bitched about as ha- somebody having a two-card combo. Like, people will go on for days about how you comboed them out once. So, as much as it is to safeguard those people, it's also to safeguard you to not have to listen to this bullshit for the rest of your life. I, I have heard of these uh, arguments online. Uh, combo isn't really something that hits me so hard personally, mm-hmm. but, you know, combo potentially scary and bad. Maybe be careful. <laughs> no, see, Michelle, you're a know. professional. You have the solid mind and background of a true EDH god to, to be like, combo, Jesus yes, Christ. it happens. It happens. But, you know, mortals on the fucking Golgari plane are gonna be like, I am very much, there's a lot of Johnny in me, so I feel like combos are just kind of cool, you know? Yeah, <laughs> Whether I happen, do dude. them or whether other people do them, it's kind of like, oh, 
didn't realize that you could do that. Well, that was neat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, as again, as much from your protection as for the people who uh, you know don't want to get uh, comboed out of the game, uh, combos have a little bit of a conversation. At least tell people like that you have a combo in your deck. Mm-hmm. A little bit of a side tangent. Uh, that one combo that Jiwei pulled with whatever it was, I think, was it like a. Uh... It was it was it was Godo Helm. It was Godo, <laughs> Godo, Godo Helm. and the Helm of the Hosts. Uh, to, to to tell the viewers out there, you should know this fucking combo if you play EDH because it is one of the most fun combos ever. Godo comes in, uh, he makes an extra attack step every turn uh, if yeah. it's the first time he's out. Uh, Helm of the Host makes a non-legendary uh, creature token. Of, of something every combat phase. So <laughs> you keep getting a new non-legendary Godo who's saying, oh, this is my first time out. We're going to have another combat We're after this. <laughs> and so, you know, Jiwei felt really bad about the combo, and a lot of us were kind of, like, uh, joking, bitching about it, but I, I like, thought it was it was pretty it was a pretty good way to go out, my guy. That was pretty cool. <laughs> the Godo combo, like... <laughs> Fun time. People, people like the Godo combo. That's that's one thing. People like the Godo combo. People do not like uh, sang- uh, Blood Bond. People do not like fucking Blood Bond. That's a shitty combo. Is it? Uh, yeah. I I mean, I've been blood bonded a few times. I don't think I've... I mean, I have blood bond um, in in a deck. Uh, but uh, I, I didn't realize that people had such strong opinions about it. Well, see, the thing about the... Okay, uh, for, for combos, especially two-card combos, it just depends on whether there's a certain mana point that you can do it at. Um, mm-hmm. If it's, like, under 10 mana, people kind of bitch because like you can fast mana out something get to 10 and then just win on turn six with a two card combo oh. godo and helm of the host is like an 11 12 mana combo let me let me make sure really quick I godo see. bandit warlord yeah so godo is already six mana by himself Helm of the mm-hmm. Hosts is four mana by itself. Um, That's ten. And then the equip cost for Helm of the Hosts is five. So even oh, if like Godo 15. like um, brings it out, even with the equip cost of Helm of the Hosts, it's still like eleven mana for this whole thing. Mm-hmm. People are that's I think that's the point where people are like, oh well, it, it, it takes a shitload of mana like for it to happen. Fifteen mana. I, yeah. was, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, it's just I guess uh, in the games that I've played in, uh, usually when we, when um, Bloodbond comes out, it's already so late game. That's kind of like, please kill us. I don't yeah, want to yeah, be yeah. here anymore. <laughs> and so I guess I don't have so much yet. But that makes sense. Right. Well, okay. So why Bloodbond, which is I think a nine mana or almost a ten mana combo itself, is all uh, like it, it's on the bubble. The reason why that one's a little bit uh, more hated is because first off they're enchantments they're both enchantments they're super hard to mm-hmm. like just deal with once they're out second mm-hmm. you are in black which is the cheapest tutor colors yes that's like true uh, godo is a little <laughs> it's funny because he tutors up the helm itself and like you can have it in the command zone so like we'll, we'll, we'll put Godo to the side but every other combo that we talk about that's a two card combo even isochron dramatic reversal like you need to have your deck, you know, be a little bit more tuned to find those two things. Like, you know, you you have to have, like, instead of the usual blah, how many, ever many tutors that you need for Blood Bond combo, you only, 
you need even more because it's a uh, sorcery, uh, not sorcery, it's an instant and an artifact that you have to get up mm -hmm. that aren't like, you know, like they, they're, they're, they're just not in the, the colors for it. Uh, or no, okay. excuse me. Excuse me, excuse me. Um, yes. <laughs> it's just harder to tutor up Isorev than it is Blood Bond. That, okay. That's that's it, really. That that makes a little bit more sense then. So I I guess in a case with uh, Blood Bond, but with Dina, do people hate that one more because it's like such such lower cost? I think so, man. Because like Vito and Dina, like Vito is also the other uh, one that uh, is a Blood Bond commander. Um, uh-huh. I don't think people realize that the social contract is already working. Because people don't complain about Vita or Dina, but that's only because the social contract is actually working and people aren't putting Sacred Blood in decks, or at least they don't, like, encounter them as often. Mm-hmm. The, the legacy of how feels bad the Blood Bond combo is has actually sort of permeated through EDH culture. And you don't oh. just, and you just don't see it in a Dina deck. Like Dina will absolutely wreck face. You can win on turn four in a casual game with Dina. You ramp, uh, so you you rampant growth or something on turn two, and then get your extra land, or you demonic tutor and vampire tutor uh, on mm-hmm. turn three or four to get your sacred blood out, and that's that's all you need. And 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 in turn three, you also have uh, Dina out, right? So like the play pattern would be. If you have a Vampiric Tutor or a Rampant Growth in your hand, turn one, Vamp Tutor, maybe. Like, people are already scared shitless of that. Turn two, mm-hmm. Ramp, or have two Llanowar Elves. Turn three, Dina, and then, and then... either either your D-Tutor or your Ramp again. Turn four, Dina and uh, Blood Bond. You win. Yes. Well, so. I guess you learn something new every day, didn't <laughs> I didn't realize how hated that combo was. <laughs> I should uh, feel bad about putting a it in a shitload deck, of but... other, Yeah, if you listen to a shitload of other podcasts, holy fuck. Like, especially in the, around the uh, 2015, 2016, like, just, you know, just, just, just how it's going. Like, people fucking hated Blood Bond, dude. <laughs> okay, well, I guess in future games when I play Athreos, I will mention that Blood Bond is in this deck. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just remember do you it. don't you don't have to say that it's in the deck. You just have to say that you have. Yeah, a two I card have. Combo. I have a two card combo. Yeah. I mean that's true. I just feel kind of bad because it's like, but people hate this combo. Maybe I should just say it so I'm not being a little dickwad. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> but but either way. Yeah. Um, the, 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 this combo is so historic that even people who don't know about this combo are self-correcting for a social contract clause they don't even know about that's how <laughs> you know that's that's i think that's kind of cool that is that is culture happening right in front of us so you yeah. know what that that is kind of remarkable there it's like okay uh, it's nice to know that people are actively abiding by these rules and that they respect the social contract to make the game fun for everybody mm-hmm. i blood bond on turn 3 <laughs> So Apollo. dumb. So you toxic, dumb. you toxic motherfucker. <laughs> oh, funny stuff, funny stuff. All right. Well, <laughs> well that was enough of that. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, 
the next one I, I is just kind of a personal pet peeve is if people have bad threat assessment. Yeah, uh, uh, th- this is meta dependent, I think, for social contract. Yeah. Uh, this is just something that I find quite annoying because sometimes you'll be in a game and, you know, someone is obviously the big threat that we should be kind of focusing on, but one player uh, either doesn't care or doesn't realize even though I guess we might be just kind of like, hey, this is kind of crazy, That that's going on over there, maybe we should be dealing with this, but then they attack some other, like, you know, irrelevant player instead, it's like, but you're not doing anything to help. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason why I think we talk about this one is because it goes into a lot of things like the bullying or not paying attention or et cetera, et cetera. Like this, this feeds onto so many other parts of the social contract. Mm-hmm. Um, this by itself, again, is very meta dependent. It just depends on your meta, whether this is an issue or not but it touches on so many other aspects of a meta, any meta, that you you just have to keep it in mind. Like, learn from your past mistakes for your specific uh, tribe, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, And then, uh, of course, the last thing, which is also, I feel like, a a very important kind of social thing just all around, is uh, don't bring past grudges into new games. (laughs) <laughs> also also a very meta dependent thing because some 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 play groups thrive on that um Ugh, fine <laughs> fine okay. okay 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 here but <laughs> the, the difference okay this is the difference if it's your close group of friends and you know them for a long time you can sort of gauge like mentally where they would be at if you like ha 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 spitefully uh kill their birds of paradise on turn one with like you know anything that that's one thing if you're going into a game store and you see somebody who just won in a way that you didn't like that one time and you end up just arch enemying or trying to turn that table very obviously against uh, that player for the rest of the game etc that's when you're bringing like bad past grudges into the game Mm-hmm. Uh, especially because this is a new game. You don't know if, you know, the same things will happen in this new game. For all you know, the person who won last game is very much so not winning this time and, and might be, you know, uh, even behind. But just because, you know, they've got, like, whatever, whatever in their decks uh, doesn't mean that you can just be like, you did that one thing that one time in that one game, and so fuck you forever. Yeah. <laughs> when it's funny and then when it's with friends no! who are also in the joke, great. No! Oh, Never okay. funny! <laughs> Never funny! When, when you see somebody who that one time played <laughs> one time played a uh, stony silence or something, like Michelle. <laughs> Never funny! <laughs> oh god, uh... this one makes me so angry. <laughs> <laughs> bully time. It's time to bully. <laughs> this this also kind of falls into bullying, okay? Which is why I hate bullying also. <laughs> so so there we go. Those are uh, at least our our interpretations of things that you need to know about the social contract. If I had to if I had to like really boil this down, don't mass land destruction. Uh, 
don't be a sore loser. Do not, do not, do not break promises. Play the win. Don't insta-scoop. And, uh, like, way further past this is, is tell people if you have a combo. Everything else that we were talking about is, like, depending on your meta. But the things that I just listed now... Those are the things that are universal, like you can go to the very tippy top of the CDH ladders, or you can go on game nights with uh, all the all the celebrities that they have now and, you know, play with them, or you can just go to your fucking local meta, just go to your friendly local game, game store, those are the rules that will always be in play as a social contract, so. But also, don't you ever bully, and uh... don't you ever... Ever bring past grudges into a new game? That's that's at just least, Michelle. That's just at Michelle. least when I'm playing, playing, yeah, yeah, playing in the pod. Don't, so don't, fucking, don't fucking bully her. Bully her until she dies. Dude. No, no, I will be upset. I, I understand if I'm being very scary, okay, and you can no. arch enemy there because it makes sense. But don't, don't, do not bully me if I don't have anything. If you have grudges from other games, just just <laughs> use those and imagine it's Michelle that did that to you. Just, oh my so god, it's, it's fine. It's fine. It's okay. Oh my god. Uh, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have an aneurysm, Pablo. Okay. We're gonna calm down. <laughs> All right, okay. cool. We've, we've reached the uh, end of the episode, and now we're gonna talk about anything that happened in our lives uh, prior. So, uh, <laughs> no more bullying, Michelle. Uh, anything cool happened to you this week? Uh, if we're talking about in terms of magic specifically, well, I learned that this week that Will is a little babby, ah. <laughs> a little babby nerd. <laughs> ah, you're right. <laughs> a little, a little I bitch did. boy. <laughs> Will Kenrith, by the way. Not, not just some dude named Will. <laughs> uh, Will as in Will and Rowan. Will I did Kenrith. not realize that Will uh, was one, a little nerd, but a nerd that had to hide behind his sister because he was so weak. And I you you would have never realized because of how buff they made Will in Dude. every arc. Dude. Okay, I'm also jumping into this. This is also my thing of the week. If you did not realize in lore and in art how fucking buff Will Kenrith is. He's huge. He is goddamn massive. Well, I mean, not not like fucking Maraxis of Keld massive, but like... In terms of this, real people massive, he's pretty big, okay? This guy, Will Kenrith, is as big as the non-giant uh, WWE wrestlers. Will Kenrith is a fucking python smuggler with those goddamn guns of his like oh my fucking god he is a truck and so imagine when pablo tells me how much of a little bitch will is uh and how much he has to hide behind his uh sister who you know physically does not look nearly as strong as will uh like dude <laughs> i do not believe <laughs> that will, Rowan is supposed to be the stronger of the two physically. Will Kenrith, one of his fucking biceps is bigger than the fucking Rowan's waist, okay? <laughs> like and then and then you go on MTG Arena 
And like, dude, we we went through all of their voice lines in MTG Arena, and it's just we like, did. Rowan, help me, Rowan, Rowan, help me, I'm very <laughs> hitting me, Rowan, help me. And then Rowan Kenrith is there, like, yeah, don't you touch my brother, Will, get to safety, behind me, Will, and it's like, what the fuck is happening? You know what? I will say, after listening to the voice lines, I I like him a, a lot more because I think that you know it's very dorky and very very sweet cute okay uh but before the voice line context it's but it was kind of like i don't i don't believe this bro <laughs> i do not believe that rowan is supposed to be the more jock sister no i i just don't i just don't know <laughs> what, <the fuck>? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck i can't keep saying it enough what the fuck will kenrith what do you do all day like just you you work out and then you you study and that is that it? Do you not have like social interactions to realize how buff you are? Like <laughs> it was like, oh no, a raging goblin's coming after me. We're rowing. <laughs> like, mm. What a cute dork, dude. I, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't think you like him very much, Pablo, because of it. But I feel like because of all this stuff, it it, it makes him so much more endearing to me. <laughs> it's like I, I kind of really like. Him. He's okay. He's not all right. So like in in this is our exaggeration, of course. But like, um, in, in the current novels, he's like he's noble, he's brave, he faces against his fears. Like he tries to like, you know, even though he's a little bitch, like, <laughs> you know, he he tries to think about things through and like he misses his sister and all that. He's like a good guy. He's a real fucking good guy. But if you had no context other than the art on his cards and what he says on MTG Arena, you would just be like, this what is this guy's deal? (laughs) I encourage every one of our listeners to right now go to YouTube and listen to just voice clips of these two. game yeah like there's a lot of so there's like two really fucking telling uh voice lines of of will kenrith like just like being a little bitch (laughs) um and (laughs) the rest of it is being a nerd and then you'll have like just like oodles of lines of rowan like going like no will you can't do i'll i'll save us will like what are you doing to my brother will (laughs) god Um, it does feel a little bit like Rowan is that sister who uses her brother as an excuse to beat the shit out of like other people (laughs) like yo Will is this guy bothering you and Will's like I don't don't know maybe like good enough Ah, bam 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 Look, mad, mad respect. Okay, more power to you. Uh, I'm all for that. That that shit. I guess if it's justified. Mm, I, I, guess. Guess. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Here, here comes Michelle. It's okay when she's doing the bullying, huh? <laughs> uh, look, I have a lot more respect for these twins now because of this whole thing, and so uh, I guess in the end, it was a good thing, Bobla. <laughs> yeah. All right, I think that's where uh, that's all we need to talk about today. I'm gonna put the music right here. Yay! Yay. As always, thank you to uh, Mr. McLeod for providing us with our intro and outro music. We're using it under Creative Commons license. Hey, thanks for joining us this week. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs>